What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. It is January 1st. It's going to be a good year for a lot of people. Uh, let me take that back. It's going to be a worse year for a lot of people, hence the title of this podcast. Happy worst year. <laughs> and this is a very simple conclusion I've come to, and it's because we're in a recession. Now, we're not in a recession by the official government definition, which is two straight quarters of negative GDP growth, which would mean less jobs being created, more people getting laid off, jobs not being created, stuff like that. I say we're already in a recession because we have inflation, and inflation alters people's spending in a way that simulates a real recession. According to the government, right now at the time of recording this podcast, they're saying it's about inflation is about 3%, which is absolutely wrong if you just open your eyes and look around at the prices that you're paying for everyday, for everyday items and taxes and all that stuff. It's pretty helpful to know that pretty much everything that comes out of their mouth is pretty much a lie, and you can pretty much add a double or triple the amount to the numbers that they're presenting to the people, for the at least for the inflation numbers. So they're saying it's 3% right now. What's really going on is like 6%. And it's not that we just have 6% inflation this year. We've had uh, 10% plus last year, and then 10% plus the year before that, which is to say that the purchasing power of our dollars is going down at least, at least 30% in the last three years. Now, you may not be personally worried about inflation. I'm not personally worried about inflation, but it does have implications for your business, especially if you are low ticket. But before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit about the business cycle and before we get to that. So let's get into that real quick. If you don't know what the business cycle is, it's pretty much you learn this in economics. If you went to college for economics or business related stuff, you've probably heard about the business cycle. You should have heard about it in public school at some point. It's a complete lie what they're telling you, but here's what they say. They say the economy grows and people get greedy and, and they get greedier and greedier and then it all comes crashing down and it's the market's fault and people are just greedy and that causes the market to crash and then we have to start over and the cycle again goes on and on over and over again. There is only, that's about 25% of the truth. The other 75%, which makes up the majority of the business cycle is the fact that the government has control of the money. And they increase the money supply, they decrease the money supply, they increase interest rates, and they decrease interest rates. And by doing that, at the the central bank, the Federal Reserve in the United States, they are altering people's decision making, which causes them to act in ways that wouldn't be possible if the interest rates and the money supply had been left to the free market. For example, the last, up until this year, the last 10 or 15 years or so have been pretty much 0% interest rates from the Federal Reserve. If you don't know, the Federal Reserve sets the interest rates, and then the banks set an interest rate on top of that interest rate so they can make money off of you. And the Fed was letting people give money to the banks at 0%, so that means the bank could turn around and give it to you for like 2 or 3%, which is why people are getting 2 and 3% mortgages back then. But you see that's not possible now because the federal rate is about 6%, or 5 and a quarter, somewhere around there. Which means that in order for the banks to make money, they need to charge you more than that. So they're charging you 7 8%, depending on your credit and other factors. It's important to understand this because when the interest rates are low, they're always artificially low or artificially high. They're never what the market was set. So the manipulation is constant. And when interest rates are low, people borrow a lot more money than they should. But they think the, the gravy chain is going to keep coming. They think the interest rate is going to stay low. They borrow a whole bunch of money. They build facilities. They have to fill that facility with people, employees, contractors, whatever they need to do. 
And then inevitably, inflation picks up and the Fed is like, oh, my God, if we don't tamper this down, we won't be able to pay our debts. Uh, when I say our debts, I mean the national debt, which is pretty much financed by the Federal Reserve. I don't want to get too complicated into this, but the Federal Reserve is like, oh, crap, if we don't raise interest rates, then this is going to spiral out of control. So they do that. And then all these people have money that they borrowed at 0%, 1%, whatever it is, have to start paying more for that property or whatever they borrowed because the interest rates are going up. And the interest rates are going up. People are getting squeezed. That means they have less money to spend, which means people have to let other people go from the work. You built that factory, but now the interest rates are too high and you can't afford to pay the people because nobody's buying no more because they're getting strapped for cash. They got to conserve and save and cut back. Maybe they lost their job. And then it balls up, and then people lose their property, people lose their businesses, et cetera, et cetera. All right, so that is the business cycle. That is the 75% that is missing from the business cycle, and it is not a free market thing. It is not something that would occur had the government not be intervening in pretty much everything in the economy nowadays. And another thing that I want to share with you, another principle that you should understand about politics, economics, government programs, the effects of the program is the program. The stated goal of the program is never fulfilled. It is usually the opposite of that program. For example, welfare. Welfare is supposed to increase the welfare of the citizens. And it's obvious now that it doesn't do that. So the program of welfare is pretty much the opposite of welfare. The business cycle is really not a business cycle at all. It's a government program that manipulates the markets in a way that people cannot make logical decisions and plan long term and fucks up people's decision making. All right. <laughs> I know that was a lot. Maybe I got lost you there. But now let's talk about how this is going to affect your business. We're at 5.5% interest rates right now. And the Fed is saying that they're going to cut rates. They they haven't said uh, clearly they're going to cut rates, but they've been insinuating that they're going to cut rates because they believe they won the fight against inflation, which is not true. But expect around March, April, they're going to start cutting interest rates again. And this means people will be able to borrow cheaper and all that stuff. But this time it's going to be different. You're not going to be able to borrow and go out there and spend and get more resources, get more time, build factories and all that stuff. It's because we have not won the inflation battle, which means that inflation is actually going to increase once they start decide to start cutting these rates. And I expect it to be higher than it was this year and about as high as it was last year, at least. They say the current interest rate, I mean, the current current inflation rate is about 3%. It's false. It's actually about 6%. But in March, it's going to go a lot higher than that as they start printing money to and lowering interest rates and bailing out banks and all this stuff. On a micro level, in terms of your business, that means that your customers are going to be strapped for cash, especially if you're low ticket. If you're dealing with affluent people, this may not be an issue. But if you're dealing with low ticket people, then you have to Keep them, learn how to keep them this year because there's going to be a lot of squeezing going on from all sides. Their car note is going to be higher. Maybe they won't be able to afford the new car this year, so they have to cut back so they can afford the new car. Or they want to do XYZ, but, you know, costs keep going up and their job salary isn't going up as fast. And they're going to have to make cuts. And you got to make sure that you, your business, makes a cut every single time. And this is a very simple thing that you have to do. Very simple not the easiest thing is to first really know your market. And I'm not, I don't mean this in like a generic way, like know where, where your customers live and 
know their demographic data and their psychographic data. I'm saying you have you're either serving their health, their wealth, or their relationships. You need to figure out which one of those you're doing and just go super, super hard on serving that main mission. If you're a low ticket gym, people are coming to you because they want to get healthy. You need to find a way to serve their health in such a high fashion, in so great a manner that when it's time for them to make cuts, they're, they're looking at the, their expenses and they say, nope, that gym is staying there. Or nope, this music teacher is staying because she is so helpful with my kids and they're growing and they have friendships and all this crazy stuff. Or if you're a health per- a wealth person, probably not. If you're, <laughs> your clients aren't getting their wealth built, then of course they're going to cut you. But that's pretty obvious and that would apply regardless of recession or not recession. And usually low ticket people don't have any wealth accounts. So disregard that example. So if your main market is serving the health of your customers, you need to figure out more ways to serve the health of your customers than what you are currently doing. And there's many, many ways you could do that depending on your business. As a general guideline, just take yourself. You most likely went on that journey yourself. You are out of shape, unhealthy, whatever it is in the health market. You started here at point A and you had failure after failure until you figured out XYZ. You need to offer XYZ to your customers and then you advance to the next level. To point B. You got to point B. You ran into this struggle and that struggle and some other struggles. You got through it. And now you have the solution. Go ahead and give that to your customers. And then you made it to the next level and the next level and the next level. Every, All the times that you failed, all the times that you had stagnated on your process, progress toward your health or your relationships, you got through it and you found a solution. Go ahead and give those solutions to your customers. They will love you for it. Of course, they'll get more results, and when it's time to make cuts, they will not cut you. Let's do another example for the relationship people. Music teachers, you're in the relationship business. Your customers are there, not just so their kids can learn an instrument. They want their kids to have a social group of people just like them who have similar values and other things. What other ways can you get your children to have a better relationship amongst themselves and then have the parents have a better relationship amongst the other parents? And then you have a better relationship with the parents. I have an idea of how you can do all of this at once. You just give a field trip. Let's say it's time to renew their membership. You say to them, hey, uh, we love having your kids here. They're making so many good friends. They've gotten along with this and this and that. They're getting better at piano. They really like us as a teacher and we want to continue with you. We're going to offer you a field trip to the movies and the zoo if you renew with us for three months. Bam. You have a better relationship with the parents by going to the zoo and the movies with them. The kids have a better bond with each other because of the field trip. And of course, the parents are getting to know each other at the same time. Do this over and over and over again in many ways, as many ways as you can possibly ha- can. And you can get as creative as possible. People do not mind that you have solutions to their main issue because that's what they're coming to you for. Maybe the parents don't know that. Well, the parents definitely know that they're sending their children there for relationship purposes but maybe they never thought of their music teacher as someone who could solve it on a broader level by doing field trips and other cool things with the students or other things that could build relationships amongst the students, like recitals, basic stuff like that. Man, I know that was kind of long and it was kind of ranty. And maybe I lost you a couple of times. I'm sorry. So quick recap. recap. This is not going to be a good year for a lot of people. We're headed to a recession. We're kind of already in recession because of inflation. The business cycle isn't real. The Fed, the government manipulates interest rates and the money supply, and it warps people's decision-making abilities, causing the market to never be at equilibrium. 
And because of that, people make decisions that they wouldn't be able to otherwise make, which means that we have to have good times, great times, and then very bad times and bad times. And we're headed toward bad times because the government is about to, the Federal Reserve is about to lower interest rates and they're going to increase inflation. The prices of everything is going to go up again. And I think it's going to go up at a higher level than it did last year and maybe the year before. So it is imperative that you as a local business owner serving low ticket people, that you know exactly what market you're in, whether that be health or relationships, and focus on serving that need of your customers as best as you can, as hard as you can, as with as much quality as you can. Because when it's time to make cuts, people are going to look to the things that they don't find necessary. They love that their kids go to music class and have learned piano or guitar or whatever it is. But if their relationships aren't that strong with you as a business owner, with the other parents who have kids in the same classes, and amongst the kids themselves, it will be an easy decision to cut ties with you. And they'll just do the online music school thing, which is vastly inferior to in-person. But they'll give it a shot because they have to cut costs somewhere. And the same with the health market. You've been a person that had the same struggles that your health clients are having. Give them those solutions and they will love you more than they could probably express. And when it's time to make cuts, they're going to be like, this guy has done so much for my health. I feel better. I have more energy. I'm able to work longer and et cetera, et cetera. I cannot cut this guy out of my spending. And with that, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I hope I made this coherent and clear. I'll probably do something like this again as I get more articulate and better able to express these ideas. I'm always learning stuff. But yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Peace out.